Hello, and welcome to the Evie Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the Evie Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40-something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life-altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of the Evie Prince series podcast. Today, I'll be reading the first chapter of the second book in the trilogy, entitled Red, Red, White, a novel of true love and light. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Chapter 1. Their Story. When I turned the key, the lock clicked, and I felt a surge of nervousness enter into my body. I lifted the lid, finding everything so neat and organized. It was as if they wanted to tell me their story. I slid the locker to the middle of the floor and leaned against the couch, remembering how overwhelmed I was the first time I had opened it. This time would be different. I knew my mother, what she did, and why they kept her work secret from me. Now it was time for me to learn about my grandparents, Lily and Peter Prince. Under the stack of my mother's postcards was a leather-bound photo album. I slowly opened the cover. Front and center were my grandparents on their wedding day. She looked gorgeous, and he looked so young. I slipped the photo from its holder and turned it over. 1953. My grandfather, 20 years old, and my grandmother, 18. A beautiful couple who looked so happy. Slowly flipping through the pages, I observed their early life together. Travel and adventure. Their life looked amazing. A bundle of postcards spilled from the album. Dearest Lily, we arrive safe and sound. The village is in worse shape than we thought. They definitely need our help. I expect I'll be here for a month, maybe two. I'll write again soon. Stay strong, and know that I dream about your beautiful face every night when I close my eyes. Your loyal husband, Peter. What? My grandfather did humanitarian work? How could that be? He hated that my mother did the same thing. I skimmed through a few more postcards. Bolivia? Chile? 
He had traveled throughout South America helping people. That made little sense. Putting the postcards down, I leaned back on the couch, closed my eyes, and took a few deep breaths. My mother did the same thing as him. Why was it so wrong for her? Was it because she was a woman? My mind raced. How sexist. No wonder my grandfather was so strict with me. Ego, just stop, I said to myself. This was their life, their decisions. I couldn't be mad. Hold up, yes I can, because their decisions had affected me. I felt like I was on a seesaw, my emotions up and down, openness and allowing, and then anger and judgment. Further into the album, I found a photo of my grandparents in front of this house. They had dated it 1959, our forever home. The remaining photos depicted a storybook life, pictures of my grandparents and my mother, my grandfather at the boatyard, my grandmother painting. Life seemed incredibly joyful for them. My grandfather actually smiled in pictures. I closed the album, then got up to make myself a cup of coffee, when something shiny caught my eye. I reached into the locker and pulled out a pocket knife. Simple but sturdy. There was an inscription. I, I couldn't read it, so I took it over to the window to get a better look. Share your light. What does that mean? As the coffee brewed, I gazed out the kitchen window. So much I didn't know. So many things that I had no control over that had molded me into who I had become. My eyes welled with tears. What had happened that made my grandfather such a different person with me? He had been so happy and carefree. What had changed him to become so critical and protective? Was it me? Was it my fault? I moved out to the deck to drink my coffee while listening to the hum of the cicadas. It was going to be a warm one. After a brief meditation, I grabbed my phone. Mmm, Tatum emailed me. Evie, hope you're well. I have an interesting proposition for you. One of my longtime buyers is interested in your work and would like to commission a piece. He is offering $10,000 and needs it by the end of October. They will hang this in the entryway of his newest hotel in Bali. Great exposure. If you're interested, I'll send you the details. Look forward to hearing from you. Tatum. <laughs> my giggles started off quiet and low, but quickly turned into hysterical laughter. <laughs> I couldn't catch my breath, which caused me to <laughs> snort and wheeze. Hey, what's going on over there? Granddad yells through the bushes. I, I finally catch my breath and answer. This is unbelievable. Someone wants to commission a painting from me. Congratulations, kid. 
That is fantastic news. Hey, I'm heading out. Need anything from Down Island? Nope. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. I'll be back later this afternoon. I want to hear all about this opportunity. I plopped down on one of the deck chairs, my legs shaking. To control myself, I ended up pacing back and forth. OMG! Can I really do this? Just thinking about painting on demand made me break out in a cold sweat. I took a deep breath and decided to talk with Tatum before I got too weirded out. She didn't answer. Sorry, I missed your call. Please leave a message at the tone. Hey, Tatum. Just got your email. This is amazing. But to be honest, I'm nervous. Can we talk? Please call me. My phone rang just as I walked back into the house. Tatum, thanks for calling back so quickly. Of course, incredible opportunity, right? Yes, but to be honest, when I read your email, all I could do was laugh. Someone really wants to commission my art? Mm-hmm. So let me give you some background. As I mentioned, he is a longtime client of mine who I've placed art in most of his hotels around the world. However, this is the first time he is asked to commission a piece. Well-respected and very willing to promote the people he works with. Grand opening is on November 5th, so he'll need it before then. And don't worry about framing or shipping. He and I will do all of that. All you need to do is paint. But what kind of painting? Anything that comes to mind? He really likes your moody pieces. The lobby color scheme is very modern, so he'd like more dark, saturated colors. I got immediately into the minutiae and said under my breath, I may need to order the canvas, because I don't even know where I can buy canvases on the island. Ha! So you're going to do it? I gave a long pause. Yes, I whispered. Great! I'll send you all the information you need, including pictures of the lobby. This is a turning point in your career, Evie. This can really launch you. Talk with you soon. Uh-huh. Tatum hung up and I listened to the silence. What have I done? I walked around the house, room to room, talking to myself. I can do this. It's just painting, and I love painting. But this is different. So big. So much money. He can make or break me. I stopped pacing and found myself in the middle of my grandparents' room. I dropped onto the bed and said in a low voice, Grandma, I wish you were here to help me. In the back of my mind, I heard, So talk with her. Can I do that? I asked out loud. Yes, protect yourself and I will help you connect with her. To clear my head, I needed to walk. 
the fog hadn't completely burned off so the beachgoers wouldn't be out yet. The morning was quiet as I walked along the road without fear of being hit. There were no sidewalks up island, so everyone shared the two-lane road, including cars, cyclists, and pedestrians. My walking partners this morning included a rabbit and a wayward skunk that I gave a wide breath to. A spectacular scene of pure beauty emerged as the fog slowly lifted and the blue sky appeared. The lighthouse was in the not-too-far distance, and I could barely see her calming light beams. Two reds and a white. She always gave me a sense of belonging. The light had gotten me through many lonely nights missing my mother. I didn't have to think about anything as the light just lulled me into a calm trance. Built in 1799, the light served as a beacon for wayward sailors, warning them of impeding danger from the rocky waters. After 50-plus years, she had been moved from the cliff's edge, rebuilt out of brick, and given a new light. Due to continual erosion, she had made her final move from the cliff's edge 170-some years later. A short dirt road led me to the park that surrounded the lighthouse. Lush green grass, bordered by the weathered fence, an ocean view backdrop that would gobstop even the most hardened person. The lighthouse was red brick. She looked weathered. But her presence was strong. It was apparent that she would be around for many more years to come. I sat down on the ground with my back against her, closed my eyes, and entered my meditation. The brick was cool, and I felt her strength and energy. My meditation was short, but it allowed me to calm my mind and to think about how I would approach this new opportunity. I didn't want to open the door to my grandmother yet. This one was all me. Then I walked the short dirt path which led me back to the road that encircled the historical park area. A set of steps led up to the shops and the viewing area of the clay cliffs. The area had become full of activity, with tourists milling about, going into stores, and taking pictures. The view of the cliffs never got old. Some days, all you could see was the white, black, yellow, and gray clay. Other days, you might see a little red amongst the other colors. Whenever the water was red, a deep sadness would fill me, as it was proof that the cliffs were washing away with each wave that broke upon the shore. Before leaving, I walked into one of the shops to buy Hendrick a t-shirt. I had no idea what size he was, so I held each one up and tried to measure how I fit within the arm area of the shirt, pretending that I was snuggling into him. A woman approached me. Hi, can I help you? Uh, yes, do you have this t-shirt in a 2XL? Give me a sec and let me see what I have in the back. When she returned, she handed me the t-shirt. Here you go. Thank you. I gave her my credit card. She read my name on the card, then gave me another look. Didn't you go to high school here? Y yes, I did, but only for a couple of years. I knew it. You looked really familiar. I'm Celeste. We were a few years apart. 
How long are you here for? Hi, Celeste. I am embarrassed since I don't remember many people from that time. No worries. I know it was a long time ago. I remember you kept to yourself a lot. Yes, those were a couple of tough years for me. I had just lost my mother. That is why I was here, living with my grandparents. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Please, don't worry. I didn't tell many people. But enough of that. You asked how long I'm here for. Actually, I just moved back from Denver a few months ago. I bought my grandparents' house, so I'm just down the street. Really? That is great! What do you do? I'm a painter, so I moved my business here to the island. How exciting! Do you own this shop? No, I just work here to make extra money in the summer. I have a full-time job working at a bakery down island. My schedule there is only four days a week, so I pick up other work where I can to make ends meet. She handed me back my card and placed a t-shirt in a bag. Are you showing at any of the galleries? No, but I hope to one day. Personally, if I was an artist, I would have my own gallery. But I'm a bit of a control freak. I see people do it all the time around here. Have it opened when it suits them. Everything on their own terms. Celeste's comments made me think. Maybe one day, I dreamily replied then told her. Celeste, it was so nice to meet you. What bakery do you work at? Bread and Spice. OMG! I love that place. The ham and cheese croissants are to die for. Good thing I don't go down island often or I would be huge. I am so glad you like them. Those are my specialty. You made them? I squealed. Celeste blushed and nodded her head. I work primarily on weekends up here during the summer, so stop by again and say hi. I will. Have a great day. Unfortunately, the walk home was less relaxing. The sun was out, it was hot, and it seemed like the world was rushing to get to the beach. Overall, though, this morning's outing was a good one. Made a new friend, and her idea of starting my own gallery really intrigued me. I wanted to share my news with Hendrick, but first I texted a picture of me wearing his new t-shirt with the caption, All for you. This should wake him up. As I expected, my phone rang soon thereafter. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning. You wouldn't believe what happened to me this morning. Before he could say anything else, I launched into telling him about the new painting opportunity and meeting Celeste. Wow, you've been busy. How do you feel about the commissioned work? <sighs> I'm trying not to freak out. Excited, but it feels like this buyer could make or break me. Evie, stop. Please don't think that way. You're putting too much pressure on yourself. When someone commissions artwork, they trust the artist. They love what the artist has done in the past and know they will love what the artist will create for them. Have confidence and trust yourself. I paused to take in his words before responding. Thank you. I needed that. Anytime. 
So, are you sending me that shirt, or do I have to come and get it? He asked mischievously. I giggled and stammered. He always got me so flustered. I took a deep breath. It will be waiting when you decide to come and get it. My hope is that it will be really soon. I gotta go now. I love you, Evie Prince. I blushed, even though he couldn't see me. Oh, how I wanted to say those words back to him. And I know you love me too, so no need to say it. He chuckled. I sheepishly responded. I will call you later. Can I get a hug before you go? Coming right at you. His energy filled my body. Mm, that felt so good, I purred. Have a great day. When we hung up, I felt like I was floating. I don't know if this is love, but whatever it is, it feels wonderful, I thought to myself. Outside, I watched a hawk soar through the sky, and a pang of sadness hit me, knowing that some unsuspecting rabbit or mouse would soon meet their demise. Envy also crept in. To fly and to see the beauty of life all around would be awesome. When the hawk flew from my sight, I began noticing all the things I still needed to do around the house. Reshell the driveway, fix the holes in the road, clear some more of the land. The list continued to get longer. With each new to-do, I could feel the anxiety rising within me. Then, out of the corner of my eye, I saw something flit by. A bright green hummingbird. Amazingly beautiful. Chirping as it gathered nectar. Who knew hummingbirds chirped? Excitement filled me, but I was cautious as not to frighten the hummingbird. I wanted this moment to last. Whatever anxiety I had flew away with the excitement of seeing the hummingbird. A smile crossed my face, and I heard Granddad in my head say, Just listen to nature. It will tell you all you need to know. What was nature telling me today, I wondered. Granddad would know. The beauty of the hummingbird gave me my inspiration for the day. I set my easel up on the deck, my favorite spot, closed my eyes, and relived the emotion I had felt at seeing the hummingbird. The warmth of the sun on my face, and a little kid's excitement at seeing such natural beauty. Shimmering greens, dark blues, and a blur of the wings, yet the precision of the beak, abstract and clarity, all at the same time. Hours passed. When I finished, my face was red and completely sunburned by the midday sun. On the canvas, for all to see and feel, was the energy of the hummingbird. I stepped back and admired my work. This is a good one, I proudly acknowledged. To celebrate, I went inside, opened the fridge, and grabbed myself a beer. It's five o'clock somewhere, I thought to myself as I rummaged around, finding the last one behind the container of orange juice. 
Filling my mouth with beer, I enjoyed letting the cold liquid run down my throat. The cold bottle relieved my sunburned cheeks too, reducing the heat, if only for a few minutes. Looking out the kitchen window, I saw Granddad slipping through the bushes, heading toward the house, so I met him outside. Beer already? Guess it's been a hard morning. Actually, it's been an amazing morning. I met someone who I went to high school with, saw a skunk and a rabbit on my morning walk, watched a hawk, and experienced the energy and beauty of a hummingbird. On top of all of that, I painted. Want to see? Granddad whistled. Nature had a lot to say to you today. He commented as we walked around the deck where I dramatically revealed my painting. Ta-da! Oh, kid, this is a good one. Right? I love how I captured the green shimmer of the breast feathers, and the energy just gives me goosebumps. No wonder someone wants to commission your work. He complimented. So, tell me about this opportunity. We took a seat, and I gave him the details, but I knew he could tell that I was holding back. Sounds absolutely amazing. But what is really going on? He probed. It immediately transported me back to high school. Granddad could always get me to tell the real story, no matter how much I resisted. I'm nervous, I blurted out. Wonder if he doesn't like it. If he doesn't, then he doesn't. There's not much you can do about that. He knows what he's doing. Commissioning work comes with unknowns. But he trusts your work enough to know you will create beauty. Just paint, and everything will be perfect. Kid, you manifested this opportunity. Now just allow it to be and enjoy the ride. None of this surprises you, does it? Evie, there are no surprises in life. It's all created, he replied. We both sat there for a few moments, thinking about what we had just discussed. I broke the silence. Granddad, can I ask you something? About the hummingbird? Sure. What about it? You've said that nature tells all. What was a hummingbird telling me today? Granddad closed his eyes, and I could tell he was gathering his thoughts. Nature was giving you many messages today. Let's start with the hawk. The hawk is a messenger. It is asking you to be aware of the signals in your life. The hawk sees all. Open your eyes and see all that is around you. I go into deep thought about what Granddad just said. Did you say you also saw a skunk? Oh, yeah. The skunk commands great respect. Through its reputation, people and animals alike understand to give the skunk a wide berth. The skunk asks that you notice how you're projecting yourself. What type of energy are you putting out there? Just like a skunk, who is small in stature, but can chase away a predator ten times its size, it asks you to be confident in yourself. Now the rabbit. The rabbit symbolizes fear. 
the more you speak of your fears, the more you bring them to you. Rabbit is reminding you to stop the what-ifs and release your fear. Finally, the hummingbird. This beautiful little bird represents the love of life and pure joy. It asks that you stop being judgmental and to relax. She brings energy and beauty. She is reminding you to enjoy life. When Grandad finished, I was absolutely stunned and sat in silence, trying to process all that he said. What's wrong, kid? You weren't kidding that nature knows all. So many lessons. Evie, these are reminders. You know these things. Nature is reminding you of what you already know. Now, it is up to you to follow. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations, written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.online. Reminder. You already have the answers to life's questions. Nature is reminding you of what you already know. Now it is up to you to follow. <laughs>